Paul Feinbaum, one of the popular sports talk hosts in the South. Uh, been covering college football like a few others for many, many years. And he joins us with his own perspective on the important SEC meetings happening in Destin. Mr. Feinbaum, always a pleasure. Good morning, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. The uh, Steve Spurrier comments. Um, Domino was just talking about it before the break. Unanimously, the coaches have voted. Time to pay the players. You think that's big news? Not really. Uh, I think uh, Steve Spurrier always has a, a forum, and uh, people will, will gather around him, as you guys know. And uh, while it may be time, it's not going to happen. Uh, I think Mark Emmert's been pretty clear on that. And uh, I really don't see that conversation going anywhere. Paul, let me ask you, though. I, I don't know if you think Spurrier's exaggerating, because I said I don't know if he's telling an absolute truth or this is an exaggerated truth. If they sat down and actually voted on this, isn't that sort of a big deal? Well, I mean... Well, I mean, the coaches are, are, are obviously going to uh, play to the to, to the to the players. I mean, that's what they do. But, but I think it would be a big deal. But I, I don't think it's going to happen. And, and listen, these things change. I didn't think the BCS would would finally wake up and and, and go to a, a four team playoff either. Uh, but I, I still just don't think the appetite is there at the at the upper echelons of of, of, of the NCAA, which which is pretty important. Paul Feinbaum with us on Sports Radio 790, The Zone. Obviously, the SEC coach is saying we are not interested, or the SEC in general, in this notion of conference champions being the teams in the uh, top four. It has to be about who are the best teams. Uh, obviously, not surprising the SEC is saying that. How do you think this thing plays itself out? Well, I, I, think, I think Mike Sly is in trouble here, and that's one reason why a week ago uh, he got in bed uh, with the Big 12 when they announced this, or two weeks ago when they announced the Big 12 uh, SEC Champions Ball. Uh, I still think uh, the Big 10 carries a bigger stick right now, and they, they want all-conference all champions. My sense is that there will be a compromise here somewhere along the way. The, the BCS commissioners don't – it's not a majority rule – uh, they come up with a consensus how they do it. I, I, I don't have the faintest idea, uh, but I, I think it's more likely there'll be three conference champions and a wild card than either the top four teams or four conference champions. Well, then you get back into the, is it humans, is it computers, is it coaches, is it not? How do you determine which of the three of the big six, even though the ACC ain't one, the Big East ain't one, aren't you really just stacking a deck in favor of the three conferences that matter anyway? You are, uh, and, and, I, and I think uh, that's, that's why it probably will go that way. Um, I think if you, if you leave the wild card, you, you, you answer the questions that we dealt with ad nauseum this year with the Alabama-LSU debate. Um, I, I think the, the Jim Delaney plan was, was utterly ridiculous to talk about, as long as the four conference right. champions come from the top six. But, but again, and, and you guys don't obsess over it like we do in Birmingham, but, I mean, we're talking about college football, and when has it ever made any sense? Can I ask this? I, I am a proponent. Nick and I did a show over 10 years ago, and I said, you know, computers don't program themselves. Humans do. I have no idea how it happens, and nobody even knows how these computers actually go about it. Are you in favor of a seven-guy sit down in a room, I trust you guys, go pick the four best teams in like college Like what they football. do in college basketball, and then be transparent about the selection process afterwards, Paul? Well, I think if they were transparent, I, I, would, I would go along with it. Uh, and, and right now, it's not transparent. Why not televise it? Well, I, I think it would be entertaining. Um, I mean, I think you could bring uh, knives and forks into the room as well. But, you know, the College Basketball Selection Committee does a good job. Uh, and, and that has become a very transparent uh, episode 
where you now bring the media in a couple weeks earlier. They have the they have the they have the mock selections. These guys have to answer questions, and I think the you know the coaches have to have to post their final ballot, which matters. But we have no earthly idea what they're doing to gin the system until the final ballot. Paul Feinbaum with us on Sports Radio Seven Night of the Zone. The notion of which is nothing getting shot down by Mike Slive six. Games in your side of the division that, that uh, should matter, or the, or the games that are not on your side of the division. Unless the Miles SEC. wants it to be six-two, and of course the six-one-one format is being pushed by Mike Slive. Which do you think is going to pass through? It looks like the six-one-one is probably going to happen. Yeah, the six-one-one is going to happen. And, and listen, I, you know, I, again, I, I love Steve Spurrier, but you know, he comes up with this stuff when it's when it suits him. I mean, all Steve Spurrier had to do last year was beat a mediocre Auburn team in his house, but he was too stubborn. He's he stuck with Steven Garcia one game too long, and it cost him going to Atlanta. Uh, you, can't, you can't change the rules after the fact, and, and these rules have been in effect, and, and, and I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, Georgia catches a break uh, last year, this year. Uh, the next time around, they won't catch a break, but that's just, a, that's just the way the system works. What right. about the LSU chant of why do we get Florida as our natural rival every year when Florida, even though down a little bit now, they're going to be, relatively speaking, the toughest one year in and year out? Yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee might have a better claim. And why do we get Alabama every yeah. year? Uh, these things work in cycles, as you guys know. And uh, Florida is down right now. I don't think LSU is too concerned about playing them. Uh, and when LSU, uh, that, that's also a big game, and, and it matters a lot. And, and, and I just think that's just the way it goes. And and you know, at some point, you can you can address it. Obviously, they're looking at it. Uh, but but I I think it has worked very effectively. And LSU has played for three national championships uh, in, in the last couple of years. I, I, wouldn't, I, I, I don't know what, what Les Miles is complaining about other than the fact that he forgot to show up for the national championship game this year. Syndicated radio host Paul Feinbaum joins us on the Solomon Brothers Diamond Line this morning. Are you buying what Florida State is selling? We didn't talk to them. They didn't talk to us. I don't know what anybody's talking about when it comes to the Big 12. No, I mean, when a college president's lips are moving, I think we all know uh, he's probably lying. And, and in this case, I think there's tremendous frustration at Florida State. And really, all they have to do is look in the mirror at themselves. I mean, because of their decline uh, during the final years of Bobby Bowden, the league went down, and now they, they want an escape clause. But, but I don't know why they want to go to the Big 12. Uh, I, you know, memo to Florida State, the Big 12 is a really good football league now, and they're struggling to hang on, and they're doing fine uh, now under Jimbo Fisher, but they're certainly not winning championships like they used to. And, and I would think they would have virtually no chance of succeeding uh, in the Big 12 like they used to in the ACC. Paul Feinbaum with us, syndicated radio uh, TV personality, joining us on the Solomon Brothers Diamond Line. Let me ask you, how many, how many years have you been doing your program now, talking to folks around the South about college football? We're right at about 20 years. Is there one consistent in terms of fan base that you know you're going to, I don't know, get the looniest or the craziest? Is there one thing that you know will absolutely be the ultimate lightning rod I mean, what? What? what give, give us a little insight into. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly, I uh, you know, the show being based in Alabama. I mean, you understand the Alabama and Auburn fan base is the best. But, but I, I will say this, and I'm not being a politician, just pandering to, to my base because I'm on uh, a station based in Atlanta. But uh, but I have never spoken to a group of fans that exasperate me the the, mo- the more than the Georgia Bulldog fans. I, I don't under. Yeah, I don't. Under, and I'm not trying to start this Mark Rick thing. Listen, he, he's a good coach. I spoke to him a couple of days ago. He's proven a lot of people wrong. But I've never seen a group of fans who have a thinner skin about their head coach than Georgia. What does that mean? Elaborate on that a little bit. 
it means that they will they they will they defend they they will defend the indefensible. Uh, and we're talking. I'm more talking about last year than right now. When when Mark Rick was on the hot seat, when people were saying he should be fired, when Georgia got off to an 0 and 2 start, they, they they would bring up everything about him other than the fact that he that he's had difficulty winning the big games. We we heard nice guy adopts four children in Bosnia. Uh, you know, wor- wor- you know, works on soup. Uh, it works in soup kitchens. Uh, goes to church. All the things that really. Are, are great in life, but don't matter on the gridiron. Well, we talked to Georgia fans who were a little bit. I thought you were going to tell us that Georgia fans have an overinflated sense of where their program is on a national or, scale, or what it's been over the run well, of the well, last. Obviously, I mean that comes. I mean, I, I don't really even say that anymore because it's been so long since Georgia's done anything that uh, it's hard to even it's hard to even label them. Well, other, uh, than that, other than that, you are endearing yourself to the fan base. Hey, well, well, I mean, other than that, I love Georgia. I mean, go well, dogs. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, run, Lindsay, run. Let me ask this real quick. If you played word association, just fan bases, the people that call, the 1% of the 1% of the 1% that would call, give me a word that might describe. Let's just run through some of the SEC schools. Florida. Uh, delusional. Tennessee. Backwards. Alabama. Passion, passionate. Auburn. Uh, defensive. I, w- I was going to ask Ole Miss. I'm not sure if they call. <laughs> I don't know if you've had enough of them. Uh, I didn't. I, I, Ole Miss, I thought, moved to the Sun Belt Conference. <laughs> they should. South Carolina. Right. South Carolina. You're absolutely right. South Carolina. Oh, so, uh, just mediocre. Vanderbilt? Smart. I married a Vanderbilt girl. Well, there you go. Hey, Paul, very entertaining stuff. We'll talk to you down the line. Thanks for spending some time with us. My pleasure, guys.